And a warm welcome to you all. Welcome to Big Life Conversation. You're here with Barbara and Nicole. It is a wonderful Monday afternoon. We're here with you from 4 to 6 p.m. We have two wonderful guests lined up for you and lots of entertainment and health news and views. Lots of things packed in this show for you pre-Easter. Uh, and uh, thank you for joining us today. So how are you today, Barbara? I'm well, thank you, Nicole. And how are you? And we had a busy weekend, did we not? We had an amazingly busy weekend. A fun one. All good stuff. Mm. Really, really good stuff. Now, you went to the flower show yesterday. You were clever and lucky with the weather. Oh, we, we had, had the a day beautiful before. day so yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it was glorious. It was, mm. it was a very busy day at the uh, Flower and Garden I'm show sure. because the weather was so glorious. Exactly. Uh, caught the tram in, had oh, okay. a beautiful look around, mainly outside, yes. and um, saw some wonderful things that I might share a little bit later on in the show. Mm. Um, a couple of key little tidbits uh, for me and uh, very much enjoyed our little media soiree as well. Caught up with uh, another friend of the show, Ms Ida Chong, who um, just happened to bump into there as well. And not for the first time she was there, I do believe she was there earlier in the week on the Friday. I think think she was redeeming um, her experience from the (laughs) rather wet and uh, moist underfoot sessions that we had earlier. Yeah, she probably made up for that. That's true. Exactly. But yes, it was was good fun. And apparently, I think they had something like 100,000 people through. Did you hear about the the Uh, figures? It was very very, very busy. Not and when we went there. into mm. the uh, exhibition buildings, which is beautiful yes. inside there, it was quite claustrophobic because there oh, was really? oh, so no, many people within there. No, it wasn't so bad. But we were there later in the day and uh, the weather was not as, as kind as it was on um, on the Sunday. But, yeah, but yeah, all good fun. And, uh, yes, it's, it's just great to have it back again after those years of COVID. And we, when we, we missed it so much, didn't we? We did indeed, and um, I certainly enjoyed it, and the kids enjoyed it as well. Just getting out and seeing lots of beauty and lots of greenery and yes. lots of sunshine. Did um, you purchase anything, can I ask? I, I might have purchased a couple <laughs> of things, which I'll tell you about shortly as oh, well. Oh, yes. Okay. Before we do all of that, though, I just want to thank Tiny Tim Plays the Hits, who is on before us every week, yes. playing some great tunes. Uh, is always good to listen to and start our program. Exactly. So thanks, Tiny Tim, for your your wonderful tunes uh, to get us going for the day. And um, after our show today, we have primary perspectives coming up afterwards. Uh, it is warmish outside. It is quite a balmy 24 degrees here in Box Hill where we are sitting with the studio. Um, but we had a low of seven overnight. It was a bit cool. Mm, it's very autumnal, the weather now, isn't it? noticed the nose and the ears a little bit yes. cooler than normal. Exactly, um, and the bedding at night or the bed socks or the warmer pyjamas or whatever, yes. <laughs> yes, I actually mm. got some really nice woolly socks for my birthday on Friday. And, Ooh, yes, uh, of course. We had I, to ask I, you about the rest of the celebration because you and I to... caught up at the Comedy Festival. Oh, we did too. And with our wonderful colleague uh, Jacinta. And if you're listening, Jacinta, great to see you again oh, and hope we'll see you again soon. Yes, missing you and uh, did have a really nice Friday to celebrate as well. But, yes, 24 degrees here in Box Hill and we have a fairly – warm week ahead so tuesday 25 um Mm. low of 11 um 23 wednesday 25 thursday of course this being melbourne these figures may change (laughs) uh but a little bit wet over the easter weekend so uh it is very typically a little bit wet over our it is and school holidays starting up too nicole they are indeed we've got some school holiday program bits and pieces to share with you from 
the Whitehorse City Council. So hopefully we can get some of your entertainment sorted on that as well. Mm. Uh, but we have guests today. Guests, guests, guests. We have some wonderful guests. First up, we have friend of the show, the wonderful Susan Reddrop, who has an exhibition um, in the Wollongong Botanic Gardens as we oh, wow. speak. Uh, it is um, a sculpture in the garden work um, uh, exhibition, and uh, she has painstakingly taken all of her beautiful glass art uh, up into Wollongong, so fairly big trip, mm, and I'm sure she can tell us a little bit more about that. That could and be something wonderful to see over the school holes or the Easter break. You could, and a nice mm. drive too, yes. and it's a nice spot to visit, uh, but you can check all of that out at wollongongbotanicgardens.com.au mm. um, in their sculpture in the garden uh, area. She... Um, uh, said to me earlier today, she said, I'd love to get the People's Choice Award. So I was getting back <laughs> behind her and, and voting for her there. But she can tell us a little bit more about that show and other exhibitions that she's got coming up. And if you want to know a little bit more about that, it is posted on our Facebook page, Big Life Conversation. And then, so that is up around 4.30 today. And at uh, 5 o'clock, we have a wonderful Circus Oz performer. Yes, they're back. I'm so pleased. Uh, and we're going to be talking to um, Spencer Inwood. And uh, she is performing in uh, the Circus Oz show at the Comedy Festival, would you believe, um, at the wonderful oh, wow. old for- Forum Theatre. What a great space. Yes. Yes. So uh, that gets underway um, on the 7th of April. Uh, so that's uh, coming up on, uh, I think that's Good Friday, is it not? Yes, it is. It is. Um, and running through until the 23rd of April. So we'll be hearing all about that. So, so thrilled that they're, they're back in town. So much to do and see and so little, so time. little <laughs> time. Yes, the Comedy Festival, as we were mentioning, we got to see the wonderful Tanya Lacey, who we spoke to last week. Was it last week uh, or the week before? A couple of weeks, weeks, weeks ago, ago. Yeah. before her launch of her new show coming up, Roses. And <laughs> uh, we very much enjoyed that event. So we had a lovely dinner in Hardware Lane. Um, rice, paper, scissors always uh, never fails to satisfy <laughs> some beautiful, I guess, new Asian fusion restaurant oh, yes. and well, has sorry, some I missed that. beautiful <laughs> yes. dishes. So you, you kind of eat like tapas there where okay. you order sort of five dishes and they'll bring the same five for however many people there are. So lots of vegetarian to options too. And all. Lots and lots of veggie oh, yes. options and uh, always beautiful food there. And right next door was Campari where uh, the comedy festival and Tanya's show was. Uh, so she had a great little show there. Um, very slick, uh, very funny and um, very topical. So it was good to see her out and about again and uh, get and along to see her. looking very glam too, I think. Very glam. She mm-hmm. had a sparkly sparkly things on yes. and I love a bit of sparkle. Yes, so and she did you notice great. her shoes? I meant to come admire her. She's she had sparkly her shoes. She had a sparkly top and, and she was gorgeous, looking sparkly. Yes, silk shantung <laughs> sort of uh, interesting sort of uh, toffee coloured um, jacket and trousers. Anyway, she, as I say, looked, looked very glam and um, yes, uh, she, anyway, the, the the show is full of all sorts of interesting anecdotes about her life in Berlin because she's been living there for quite a while. She's got a German husband. She lives in Cairns now. Um, she's doing some writing um, and all sorts of other interesting creative things. But, um, yeah, just great to see her back. Um, you might, Some of us might remember her, and you and I remember her from back in the day. And she makes reference to her stint on Countdown, her, her appearance um, in the Carly Minogue Locomotion video all those years ago. But, uh, yeah, she's yes. uh, multi-talented and um, 
And uh, you get along to that show. I think it's only running till the 9th of April, which is Easter Sunday. Yes. It's a great venue in, at Campari House in Hardware Lane. So because you can go upstairs and have a drink with her afterwards exactly, if you like. Exactly. A celebration. That's right. So we do um, you know, we do uh, take our hat off to her. And as I say, uh, all power to her. Maybe she'll take the show somewhere else too. It, it would be I good to... I believe she's travelling with the show. Mm. So that's been be in, good that's right, It's been in Adelaide already. That's right. That's right. So uh, anyway, so that's, that's one that we can recommend. That is one we can recommend. And there's so many more. And we'll talk to you about those very shortly. But uh, it is um, birthday time Mm. in my house and close by in my house. So I wanted to give a very special birthday, um, well, a birthday cheer to my (laughs) mum who hopefully is sitting and listening to the show today. So happy birthday, mum. Many happy happy returns. I hope you've had a wonderful day today. Uh, We have lots of Aries in the family and friendship group. So, you know, (laughs) mine on Friday and and mum's and um, a very close friend of mine uh, coming up tomorrow as well. So, um, Becky, if you're listening in, happy birthday to you too. Lovely, which is um, tomorrow. So a few... Aryans and a few Aryan friends. All these fiery signs. Yes, happy <laughs> birthday. I'd like to send a birthday greeting to my godson, Will. Happy birthday, Will. It is today and hoping to be catching up with him sometime soon. And, um, yeah, also um, wanted to point out that um, the birthday of Janice, Ian, and the birthday of Julian Lennon is around this time too. Oh, wow. So, yes, so our few, musical birthdays. few musical birthdays. Mm. I thought, well, given it's a, a musical, uh, sorry, well, musical birthday time and also family birthday time, what better way to celebrate at 20 minutes past four o'clock on Big Love Conversation with Nicole and Barbara, 94.1 FM, is with the wonderful Stevie Wonder. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mum. Happy birthday to all of you celebrating your birthdays out there. That's uh, the wonderful Stevie Wonder with Happy Birthday. So we do like to do a few birthdays at the start of the show. It's always nice to have a couple to share. Indeed. Now, speaking of the uh, Melbourne International Flower and Garden Show, mm-hmm. or is it Garden and Flower Show? It's M-I-F-G-S. <laughs> I know, get the acronyms. You mentioned, did I buy anything? Yes. Well, one thing that most of us wanted to buy but didn't end up <laughs> buying was the wonderful hats that we saw out and about. Oh, so yes. they were shaped in... Shapes of watermelons or strawberries, or and had these. They were all made of felt, um, really and really there ugly. was a, quite a few people out and about that were wearing them. And it was <laughs> such a nice day to wear them. But I was thinking, where one might wear one afterwards. <laughs> Fancy dress um, party. Could not find <laughs> a location that uh, I may do that. Oh, okay. Uh, but that was lots of fun. And um, one thing that we did sample quite a little bit of was um, the fresh brew that was uh, there. And they were serving oh. up iced tea, uh, which was a wonderful tea specialist tea drop that had these iced teas um, freshly brewed and uh, cold uh, and they were quite artisan in their um, in their making oh yes um, there was a um, sweet lemon iced tea there was also a um, uh, I think it was a lemongrass and ginger iced tea oh yes there was a pear and guava Ooh, and everyone yum. was um, lining up for the <laughs> for the beautiful teas there, and they were offering off a fifteen percent um, for any um, 
tdrop.com.au, oh, right. 15% off your online order. Um, and this was up near the Ryman um, area, which was oh, yes. where our wonderful Matt uh, Lisey? Lisey, who um, presented there at the show and who we spoke with uh, last week yes. about the show, had displayed the small garden um, design so for balconies in particular so really petite gardens yes. uh, and we could see the winners and the runners-up of those which were really cute and good ideas for very mm. small small spaces yes. um, to have a, a little bit of enjoyment and a little bit of garden and also somewhere to sip a coffee or a tea so um, we definitely enjoyed those teas and uh, they were something local and new that I hadn't seen before a little bit taste tasted a little bit like um, kombucha actually oh, okay um, but very nice um, iced teas and some great uh, recipes and all very healthful ingredients so I enjoyed that and I also enjoyed finding a natural bio weed killer um, which <laughs> I thought was quite nice to find oh, and yes did tell us that it's okay with pets and it was okay with kids and okay. overnight, mm-hmm. if you spray your weeds overnight, you'll wake up and they will be dead. And is and it just all? What, is it, what sort of stuff do they use? Eucalyptus they are using sauce and garlic? Quite, what do they no, do? No, uh, well, very close. Guess again. Yeah. Um, I don't. Know. No. Well, it's pine oil. Oh right. So okay. it is pine oil. Who knew? And we did uh, exactly that. Came home and touched some weeds outside, and this morning, dead. Okay. Gone. And everything else is okay. Everything else is okay. Brilliant. So I'm oh, loving fantastic. that. So we we bought a sample of that. Uh, so that was BioWeed, mm. um, who actually are located in Coolum Beach in Queensland. Oh, yes. Um, somewhere that they do lots of good environmental things fantastic. with there as well. So I quite well liked that. And the other thing I purchased, I don't actually have the name of it here mm-hmm. in front of me, was all to do with my lovely indoor plants. So there was quite a few new organic and um, clever ways to look after your indoor plant if it was looking a little bit sad. And I know you (laughs) mentioned to me off air there Mm. that sometimes plants can give a little noise when they're distressed. Yes. Exactly. And, and so they do. they've done tests to show. Who knew? Exactly. And so uh, if people laugh to tell us. Exactly. But we're just not listening. And maybe we can't hear, but you know, there, there are signs and people laughed at Prince, oh, as in King Charles now, for talking to his plants and playing music to them and all sorts of things. But they do respond and they and they do have feelings apparently. So They, they yes. definitely do. And, and I have um, a plant that is constantly, well, it was beautiful when I bought it. It's a monsteria (laughs) and it was a very lovely big monsteria and it was very, very happy and I thought excellent and um, I watered it and then I watered it some more and then then I started to see it not looking very happy again and then I thought maybe I've overwatered it Uh, (laughs) and then I stopped watering it and it still wasn't happy and so it would get shoots and then they would I'd go, oh, that's exciting, and water it some more. And I think it needed not to be watered. Oh. And now I've got some really big shoots, mm-hmm. and I it's thought, alive. I'll leave it alone. It yes, <laughs> leave it alone. And the really big shoots are starting to look the same as the um, 
so the non-watered are looking like the overwatered, and now I really don't know. Anyway, I yes. bought I bought some food for my distressed indoor plant right. in attempt to save it somehow, mm-hmm. and um, I was uh, had had lots of great conversations with people, and it said might not be about the water, but it could be about the location. Is That's it near a vent? Isn't that what Matt told us to the other Is day? It near, yes. yes, and Sunlight, so I direct, have yeah. I have moved it. And and yep. it is joyful. But uh, I was given another indoor plant for my birthday and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a bit stressed. I'm a bit stressed. <laughs> I think I need the, the medicine that I bought for my plant because I'm really concerned that um, most of my plants indoors thrive on neglect. And so, therefore, yes, they, the just sort of, they just wilt yes. a little bit and you go, oh, I need to water it. Mm. And then... You water it and it comes back. back. Yes, that's um, one I like. These are a little bit more sensitive than that, so oh, um, I need to work a little bit harder. But um, so there were the some nurturing. wonderful drops that you could get that were natural mm-hmm. and uh, would feed your indoor plants, and specifically indoor plants are once sort of every six months just a quarter of a teaspoon of this oh, uh, okay. nutrients mm-hmm. and uh, all you know, organic and natural as well and not going to harm anyone. So um, I quite like those products that are out there That's and fantastic. homegrown and homemade and oh, and all, um, that. all good for the plants. Well, what I didn't get to buy, but what I would love to have bought, did you see upstairs in, in the exhibition building these absolutely breathtakingly beautiful rugs with featuring um, Australian native flora? Yes, Jenny I did Jones, see those. She's in Richmond. I must go down to the the um, the workshop down there. But um, they were absolutely superb and too nice to put on the floor. A lot of those people put them on the wall. Um, there's a bit of, a bit over my budget, but if you were looking for a, a beautiful present, perhaps you know put you know, you've got a special event coming out, someone's big birthday, wedding, whatever, and a whole lot of you put in for something, that would be absolutely uh, an unforgettable. Beautiful thing to do, I think. I think it was magnificent. Yes. They were mm. p- probably the thing I liked the most in the indoors because I'm not big for the dried flower arrangements. No, not so and much. The, the, the yeah. artisanal sort of side of things, but I do mm. like the the gardens um, and a lot of the outdoor sculptures as well. Which yes, was and there's some nice. beautiful um, prints actually, as in artworks. A Box yes. Hill Art Group was on display. Did there you was, see that? Yes. there was indeed. I did see upstairs mm. the watercolours so, yeah, as well. So yeah, we, we did have a fun time at the show. We're looking forward to it when it comes back in March next yes, year. Yes, we'll do. And speaking of sculptures, we are going to yes. speak with the lovely Susan Redrop about her exhibition in the Wollongong Botanic Gardens at the moment um, in just one moment. But let's have a, a tune before we do. It's it's uh, 28 minutes to 5 o'clock already. Uh, you're on Big Life Conversation 94.1 FM on 3WBC with Barbara and Nicole. And that's Harry Styles, Late Night Talking. Can't get you off my mind. <laughs> uh, it is 36 minutes past four. You're on Big Life Conversation with Nicole and Barbara. And uh, we have our wonderful first guest joining us, the wonderful Susan Redrop. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Lovely to have you back with us. Oh, it's great to be here. Sorry. That's all right. Um, That's all good. So um, we were just speaking off air earlier about your wonderful show and and 
sorry, my co-host can't hear you at the moment, so I'm just turning her up. Um, and uh, we were having a look at it online and it looks amazing. And I just was going to um, share with the listeners about Burst. And um, uh, I thought you might be able to describe it a little bit for us. Um, but the show obviously is very colourful and is obviously a long way from home, I, am, I hear as well. Yes, it was my first time in Wollongong. It was a very lovely place, actually. So um, if for those who haven't been there, it's about an hour to two hours outside of Sydney, between Sydney and Canberra, um, and it's on the coast. Um, it's an old industrial town, which has now become quite um, gentrified a little bit and got a lot of really cool and interesting things going on there. So it's quite a lovely little town. Be a nice one to visit for the school holidays. Yeah. We were thinking a nice yeah, little drive. I mean, it's a decent drive, but <laughs> um, because of the coastal views and the coastal location, uh, could be a nice, nice little school holiday project. Definitely. And Susan, it's Barbara here, and um, just going to ask you: Is this uh, a first for you? Actually, exhibiting some of your beautiful glass pieces outside, outdoors. It's not- it's not the first time it's been outdoors. Um, I exhibited in 2015 in Sydney in the Rookwood Cemetery Outdoor Sculpture. I think it was called Hidden Hidden Outdoor Sculpture Walk. So oh, okay. that was wow. the idea of activating some outdoor spaces with... Um, for that time, it was about in, uh, artworks that had to do with grief and loss and history. So um, that was a real experience because um, putting things outdoors presents a whole range of challenges that you don't have to deal with when you've got stuff in a gallery or a shop or you know an inside space um so yeah it was the second time i've had to go into state to exhibit outdoors and were you invited or did you put your hand up or how does it work um you actually apply so Mm -hmm. um they wanted works that talked about the botanical gardens obviously because it's set in this beautiful setting and um works that would help people to uh engage with the natural environment so that activated the gardens in some way Beautiful. And this is going until, this is a free exhibition, I gather. It's, it, everyone can just wander in to the Wollongong Botanical Gardens up until the 30th of April, is that right? That, that's correct. So it's free to the public. Yep. Um, they did select um, only, I think, let me have a look on the list, it's something like 15 to 20 artists. Oh, well um, done. You were one of and them. They, <laughs> yeah, and they, they're quite a generous prize because um, they do actually pay artists when they get accepted in to help contribute towards the uh, cost of making work oh, and nice. transporting it there. Fantastic. And not many yeah, times great. do that. Yes. <laughs> but, um, there's, there's also a sculpture, an acquisitive sculpture award to the value of $30,000, I believe, in the People's Choice I know. Award. <laughs> <laughs> so that's already been announced. Unfortunately, it wasn't me. Oh. Um, it was another artist whose last name actually started with red, so I'm a little bit excited. Oh, so nearly to far. But it wasn't me. Um, but, you know, her work, I'm sure, is lovely. I actually didn't get to see any of the other works in person because I was the first person to set up. Oh, I see. So I got my work up and in there, and um, and then I'll get to see the other works when I go up at the end of the show when I'm there to take it down. And what about the People's Choice Award, though? You're still in the running for that, is that right? Oh, that's right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I encourage anybody to get online. <laughs> yes. Um, catalogue. Have a look at all the other artists. If you don't get to visit in person, you can still vote. Um, and I really encourage you to... Look at all of them, but, you know, hopefully you like my work and you'd like to vote for that. <laughs> is it all for sale, Susan? Um, some of the works are for sale. Some of them have prices on them, but some of them have price on application. And in my instance, um, obviously there are 14 separate um, sculptures in my installation, mm-hmm. so someone might not have space for all 14 of them. They might just want a few, or they might like, you know, only one colour. 
So uh-huh. I've put price on applications so someone can, you know, present to me what they might actually want it for or where it might like to go and we can work with that. So mm, right. yeah, be very keen to sell it though because I think it's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful work. <laughs> oh, they're, they're beautiful and uh, the colour of the glass is amazing and just the light on that glass. And I know you've done... I've seen a lot of your other work as well and some of the, the how light and glass have that lovely relationship um, and especially when something's outdoors, you can see those those different colours, which is quite beautiful as well. We, we actually put the link on our Facebook page, Big Life Conversation, if people want to have a look at all of that art and uh, support someone local close by to us here. <laughs> uh, it would be very nice to get the People's Choice Award, of course. Always. Um, Susan, you've got a lot of different... Um, Artworks. Have you got any other exhibitions coming up at all or any plans for other exhibitions coming up? Well, unfortunately, you just missed. I had a sort of retrospective earlier this year at Montalbat. Um, right. So I had, uh, I think it was 40 separate works all oh, wow. together. Um, that was sort of spanning the last 10 years of working in crystal glass mostly. Um, but there is some, there are some things on the horizon. Um, we've got another show potentially at Montalbat and also... Um, this next one might be quite curious because this actual work that went up into Wollongong was supposed to have another element to it. So these are like beautiful little, I call them polyps, they're like um, forms that burst open. And it's to talk about like the Australian, you know, our beautiful plants that often don't, you know, seed until they've been through bushfire or something mm. like that. And the actual seeds that were supposed to come out of these um, polyps uh, never got to be installed. Um they might be actually installed at Montserrat Drip in the middle of winter. They're going to be having a, um, a, kind of like a light festival, I guess we'd say. Great. So um, these beautiful little, uh, I guess you call them seeds, or things that might have come out of these polyps, they're actually glow-in-the-dark. And oh, it's the first wonderful. time I've worked with glow-in-the-dark um, powders in glass, and they are phenomenal. They are so magical. Oh, they're stunning. Um, and unfortunately for the Wollongong show, they didn't have the gardens open at night. So it wasn't really uh, much point in putting them out because they, they sing at night. Them. Yeah. So I'm looking for an outdoor night location. What about I the think. Flower and Garden Show next year? <laughs> well, we had a yeah. chat around that, didn't we? <laughs> we were saying how we were thinking there needed to be a, you know, a uh, Susan Reddrop representation, <laughs> some of those wonderful sculptures we saw um, on the weekend there as well. Um, we don't know quite what the links are, but we might have to find out, see if we know someone who knows someone. Um, but yes, they do have a nighttime exhibition there too, don't they? Yeah, that would be wonderful. And yes, I've I've had the privilege of seeing some photos of those uh, earlier today, actually, um, yes. with Susan, and they're quite stunning. And the the blue light in particular that yeah, they look from quite the, ethereal. Like think yeah. of um, you know, eagle pickle and the magical garden sort of atmosphere yes. they, they evoke something quite mysterious and lovely and there's a lot of bioluminescence in Australian fauna and flora too there which is. we don't really yes. talk much about so in the sea really as well that's right <laughs> yes definitely yeah now you've had exhibitions in and around the coast as well yes um I had an outdoor piece in the lawn sculpture Biennale uh, that was on the end of the pier that's um right. it was called Lua and it was there is an idea of luring the people out to the end of the pier, like the way that people use the pier to lure fish in. Yes. <laughs> so I was trying to reverse that uh, relationship. Um, and that was quite a challenge too, because being outdoors, you have the wind, the rain, you've got people fishing around it, you've got a whole range of things that could happen. So for art to survive outdoors, it's going to be pretty tough. And not many people think of glass. 
when I think of outdoor sculptures, I think more of bronze and stone and marble. That's true. That's but true. But glass is just so beautiful. And, I mean, the work that I work with is crystal glass. So it's the sort of glass you have in chandeliers and goblets that has extra zing and light. Oh, wow. But it's very strong when it's solid. So... The forms are actually quite safe to be outdoors and just really beautiful to touch. Yeah, it's interesting that you were talking about this because um, I purchased the, actually last year and also this year some uh, little solar lights with little sculptures connected to them, which are like glass crystal sort of balls. And just yeah. um, in the garden at night, and particularly in the winter, um, they, they, something, there's something very cheerful about them. <laughs> there's something. Oh, they yes. absolutely are. They just mm. make you smile. I do. Yeah. I do. Colour is beautiful too. So. Exactly, exactly. It's just uplifting and it's sometimes a rather bleak time of year. <laughs> <John. laughs> That's right. Yeah, so um, I mean, I actually would love to do more work outdoors. It's just quite challenging to find the right location. And yes. also, um, you have to think about them being semi permanent because you want them to last. But obviously, in something like this, they need to move at the end of the month. So they yes. have to be able to be de installed. So you have to be quite clever how to put them safely out there for the public to Indeed. interact with. It's a real challenge. Yes, you, yes. Were, you were telling me a little bit of this, <laughs> about this today off air. Yeah. Just, yes. uh, and I was hearing about how you actually you know, cut into the ground and with metal plates oh, wow. and attaching them with silicon and. Uh, but still some little hands might come along, or big hands as it may be, and really try and, you know, whilst it is a public space, that's really tricky, but people do try to um, take artwork home with them when there is something new out. The curiosity must kill them, I imagine. Um, yes. So I imagine that's a very challenging part to, to all of this. It is, and like most sculptors consider their works like babies. You know, you're putting them out there and you just hope they're okay. You hope they do all right in the world and that people treat them properly. But I think sometimes I'm surprised by um, people not really understanding that, yes, it's out in public, but they can still hurt themselves on these things um, and the work can be hurt as well. So um, what I was talking to Nicole about earlier was when we were setting up, so we all had our vests on and we've got all the, you know, safety equipment out and we're digging into the ground. So these works are actually underground and they're erupting out of the ground like mushrooms. <laughs> um, so we actually have to secure them under the earth. So we um, made some large metal plates. We siliconed the work onto those metal plates and then we covered it all over with um, the grass that was originally there so that you wouldn't be able to see how they were secured underneath. And that's part of the way that we try and make sure they're safe. So unless you know how they're secured, you don't know how to unsecure them. Um, but even while they're still being glued down with silicon and pegged in with you know, a whole lot of um, hammers and things like that, people were still trying to stand on them and oh lose no. them. Oh, and, you know, I just had to be as kind as I could because I love people interacting with art. Yes, but. <laughs> guys, I don't want you to hurt yourself, but yeah. they won't be um, ready for 72 hours. The show doesn't open for another week. Um, please just give them a bit of space and time to cure so that they can be safe for you to interact with um, when the show opens. Yes. So, in fact, they are designed to be to be uh, interacted with in terms of what, climbing yes. on them and touching them and everything else? Well, no barriers, I, didn't expect, <laughs> I didn't expect a mother, actually. Um, I've been an old auntie, who knows? Um, but to actually stand on one of them. I expected people to want to, like, you know when you've got some beautiful bald hair and you want to touch it? <laughs> <laughs> or you just want a haircut? There's that inclination, you want to rub the top of them and you want to touch them right. because they are magical. You don't know what they're made of. Yes. Um, but I didn't really, ex I expected toddlers maybe or younger people to try and stand on them maybe, but not adults. That was, that's and, and, it, and the piece withstood the, the weight. 
It did. I mean, I'm telling you, they're really strong. And if you did try and hurt yourself, well, hurt the work, you'd hurt yourself first. They're very strong. (laughs) And so do you have to insure these pieces, can I ask this? Um, You're not allowed to enter these shows unless you have insurance. Um, But insurance is quite tricky for Mm. last artists. So, yeah, it's not an easy gig for artists. I think I'd like more people to understand it's a real gift when you make a work to put out there because you often don't get the money back. And it's a lot of risk. And you're doing it because you love um, you love the material and you want to give give to people something that you think will make them happy yes, or challenged exactly. or something. So, you know, that mutual respect is an unwritten contract, I suppose, mm. that they get to enjoy the work. They didn't pay to come in, but, you know, hopefully they could be respectful of the space and take away nothing but a good um, photo. Yes, yeah. and uh, the appreciation of all your hard work. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Appreciation by looking and observing. <laughs> so let's but touch it. I want them to want to touch it because yes. I want to touch things. I'm a very texture person. Yes. But just to be, yeah, not you know, not be disrespectful, like anything in the world. Yes. You know? Looking after everybody else's property as well. Exactly. And the Botanic Gardens is, you know, kind of one of those public places. It it actually reminds me of the, a couple of weekends ago. I went to the Clunes Book Festival and I went to an oh, art talk. So a couple of public artists. One of the ones that does um, did the wombat. Uh, picture in uh, Warrnambool and who's also done a lot of silo art as well and he said you know there is risks with public art so these are people that have done very um, lots of works in and around you know Australia and and just putting things out in the public space and uh, how you might put something up and then you might also have then someone come and do a little tag on it in front of it and (laughs) and we someone asked the question you know how do you feel about that And and he said well I guess that's kind of the dichotomy of public art they might say my art's not public because someone's commissioned me to do this piece and they go well here's some public art and they overlay it with their art (laughs) um and neither both are art um but you know the 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 purpose of it and is is different um and just the the risks involved and just how you um, have to settle with that. He said, fortunately, a lot of my art's up high, <laughs> very <laughs> high, um, and difficult to graffiti, but it has happened, you know, that has happened. So um, very uh, tricky and very brave of you all doing public artworks. Yes, thank you very yeah, much for that. We do appreciate fun. it. And what about, um, now you also have, uh, you're involved in a workshop in Collingwood, is that right? Uh, yes, yeah, so I have a studio in um, Collingwood Yards, which is a new sort of art precinct in Collingwood mm-hmm. and there's just lots of amazing things going on there and Easter's a really great time to check it out because you're free as a public um, person to come in and have a look at the different things on offer there but there are private studios up the top, there are um, social enterprises, so, you know, a lot of fashion there, there's oh, wow. a place called the Social um, social Studio I think it's called, yes. Mm-hmm. They work with fabric and they teach um, people who are interested in design and their oh, clothes yes. and things like that to how to sew and put together like fashion pieces and they also sell them in a shop there. Um, yeah. They've got record stores, they've got um, a bookstore, a cafe, a bar, there's lots of music going on, lots of digital art, um, projected art, film, just a really crazy wonderful collision of artistic practices. Mm. And is this somewhere yeah. around Johnson Street, where exactly is it again? So it's actually between Smith Street mm. and Wellington Street on Johnson Street. Okay. So there was the Spiegel tent there for a little while. Oh, and a yes, lot of people yes. um, would recognise that beautiful mural, uh, yes. the Keith Harding yes. mural. Yes, yes. Um, so that's kind of where it is. And it's, you know, just a lovely part of um, 
Collingwood. They're, they're trying to keep artists in because, you know, it's becoming really shishy and, you know, yeah. being oh, identified yes. and it's getting expensive. Yes. Yeah. yes. So the artists have to generally move out, but they're trying to keep the artists in the area and that's, that's behind what they're trying to yeah, do there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So people find that online. What is it called The Yards, did you say? It's called Collingwood Yards. Collingwood Yards. The yards. We, we sort of refer to it as The Yards, mm-hmm. but... Um, it's officially called Collingwood Yard. Yep. Yeah, beautiful. And, and we've been um, speaking with Susan Redrop, who is a sculptor and glass artist with studios at Monsalvat in Eltham and at the Collingwood Yards in Victoria, or the Yard, as you would say there as well, <laughs> yeah. and been hearing about her wonderful exhibition at Wollongong Botanic Garden. So if you're travelling in that neck of the woods or streaming our show from um, interstate, we would love for you to drop by and appreciate with <laughs> appreciate respectfully. I think that's what we're saying, isn't it, Susan? And vote if you could. That would be very appreciated as well. It's a lovely way to appreciate artwork. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And um, also to check out the uh, link that we've got on our Facebook page where you can do your People's Choice Award as well. Hint, 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 hint. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> check that out as well. Um, thank you so much for talking with us today, Susan. All things art and your beautiful glass art uh, so you can get along to Collingwood Yards and also Monsalvat where you can view Susan's work as well if you want to see it more locally or up to Wollongong um, if you can Yeah. Yes and just on that note too Monsalvat's having an Easter um, Mad Hatter's Tea Party on oh. Easter as well so that anyone's interested in that on the 9th of April it's the Sunday um, nice. it's always really really fun and very um, kooky so yeah <laughs> Oh, that sounds great. great. Something yep. to do because it's school holidays coming up and we wanted to have a little segment around school holiday programs and fun things to do with the family. So that sounds like something fun and not too far away. So um, thank you for that one. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on again. Thank you. It is uh, four minutes to five o'clock. We've been speaking with Susan Redrop artist, sculptor, um, and uh, hopefully you'll come back and chat with us again with other things that you might have um, coming up soon. So thanks so much again. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Susan. Happy Easter. Bye-bye. Yes, happy Easter. Take care. (laughs) Bye. And that was the lovely Missy Higgins' uh, Wide Open Road, a remake of a classic Australian hit. Well, I like that version. It is a nice version, isn't it? And Dancing in the Moonlight by Top Loader before that. It is two minutes past five o'clock and we have our second guest with us. We have uh, the wonderful Deborah Barton, who is part of Circus Oz. Welcome to the show, Deborah. Hello, thank you for having me. Thanks, Deborah. It's Barbara here filling in for Spencer, who's not well, unfortunately. Spencer and Woodward, we no, were expecting. Right. But you'll, uh, yes. I'm sure you'll step up to the plate, so thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're just interested in, in the show, uh, Circus Oz, back in town, hooray, with another fantastic show, I'm sure, at the Forum Theatre. Have you ever performed there before? I have not performed in the Forum. I'm really excited about it, actually. That's it's a, a beautiful, gorgeous location. Beautiful venue it is just wonderful yeah and so this show tell us a little bit about it i mean i know i've been a big fan of circus Oz for so many years you've been around for a while though the company's been around for such a while um is this less political uh, still very musical and crazy and full of all sorts of wonderful skills that's right it's got all of those ingredients um you know it's a fabulous ensemble uh cast that are that are working together 
to, to create this show with all of the sort of acrobatics and clowning and stupidity that Circus <laughs> Oz is known for. <laughs> we love that, yes. And this is designed yes. for all age groups, I gather. Yeah, that's right. It's definitely in all ages. Um, it's a show for all ages. Uh, there's live music uh, that that is just such a treat. As a performer, working with live music is just one of the most special things that you get to experience when you're with Circus Oz. Yeah, sure. Uh, because so often now you end up working to a playback sort of system. Yes, indeed. Um, and it just keeps it incredibly lively and immediate, you know. It's just wonderful. It's a it's great atmosphere. And in a, in a beautiful building like the Forum, are you using... Uh, the whole theatre or just the stage? or how, how are you setting it up? Well, we're mostly uh, using the stage, but, of course, the stage for us includes the air and the, um, and, you know, the heights that trapeze, we have available. Yeah. That's right. We've got a fabulous flying trapeze uh, act in the show, uh, which is just a delight to perform. <laughs> and And audiences love it. You know, flying trapeze where you swing through the air and you fly for a second into the hands of somebody else. Mm. It's just one of those, um, you know, reality-defying moments. It is. I think, how can that be possible? Yeah. <laughs> the, the ultimate trust exercise, exercise isn't it, really? <laughs> it really is. And, in fact, it's, it's interesting. I, I, um, I'm going to be debuting my very first flying trapeze uh, performance. Oh, well done. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've, been, well I've done. just been uh, learning it over the last, a year or so, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I'm astonished just just how much the the, the ensemble, ensemble has to work together to sort of make it all happen. It's, yes, it's, it's just fabulous. We're we're really like this tight little crew. <laughs> who's on the bar? I've got the bar. Who's coming up the ladder? Who's taking off? Who's catching? Who? You know, it's, it's a real team crazy. effort. There's there's no room yeah. for prima donnas, really, is there? No, <laughs> no, 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 there's not. That's fantastic. And I was going to ask you, um, Deborah, too, about Circus Oz. Now, I'm, I was a bit confused. Did, was there a time not that long ago when we thought the Circus Oz was going to be disappearing or what, what is the status now? Is, is it back to stay? Yes, it is back. It's um, back, to, back for now. Who knows how long. Right. It's, um, the, the company has sort of uh, pulled back together and right. the first thing that we decided we needed to do was get a show out there. Yes. And... Uh, and then see see what happens from there, really. Sure. It's uh, been a so, yeah, tough couple of years with lockdown. A, yeah. That's right, mm, lockdown. Didn't help. And all of the, all of the sort of uh, difficulties of that. And, uh, yeah, so we've got a new general manager in place and a new board. And we're oh, that's exciting. Rebuilding. Um, but it, what's lovely is we're kind of starting small and back in the sort of comedy festival environment where... You know, you're working in amongst other shows and yes. you've got to fit into uh, those sort of really tight turnarounds and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it actually feels really exciting and fresh. Mm. And so I was going to ask you, um, it goes for about an hour. Is that the running time? Is that right? That's right. It's about an hour. Uh, perfect, I think, for, for young ones. Yes. You know, when it's, it, it, it's, not, it's short and sharp and you, you're wanting more by the time <laughs> it ends and... That's how all good shows should end. Yeah, indeed. And good for school <laughs> holidays coming up as well. So it's perfect timing oh, yeah. for all of that. 
That's right. And there's lots of matinees. I was going to ask you. Um, yep. 2.30 shows. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So it's a good time, isn't it? that's really great for families yeah. who are looking for things to happen in the school Coming holidays. into the city, yeah, spending a nice yeah. sort of, you know, vibrant time there. And then, you know, obviously there's a lot of wonderful things going on in the city at the moment, which is great to see finally after so long. So um, <laughs> ah, just adding to the, the colour and adventure of that with your show as well. That's right. I'm, I'm just loving Melbourne at the moment. It's so vibrant. Are you from here originally, Deborah? Oh, yes, I live in Melbourne. Oh, you're like a girl. I'm okay. in all of the lockdowns. Yes, oh gosh. gosh. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm just, it's just great. And, and, you know, the sun's out today, which is an even better bonus. It is indeed. <laughs> and I was going to say, um, the actual shows you have to, so there are several matinees. Now, you're opening on the 7th of April, so that's this, that's Good Friday, is it not? That's right. We're running all over the Easter um, weekend. So mm-hmm. we've got like a, a 2.30 on Saturday and a 6 o'clock Saturday night and then another matinee on the Sunday. So, yeah, we're, we're, um, I think we've got Monday off. Oh, we're I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad you get a rest, yes. You've got to have time to those. consume those Easter eggs too. I imagine it's That's it's right. physically demanding and um, and also emotionally demanding, the work that you do. So I imagine those breaks are very important. Oh, they really are. It's, you know, we've been working incredibly hard in this rehearsal to, to bring the show together I mean, it's that funny mix, isn't it, where we're, we work incredibly hard and there's a lot of discipline. Yes. But interspersed amongst all of that is a lot of laughter. And mm. so we're very lucky that we have these, this work that does get broken, broken up, you know, with ridiculous things that happen <laughs> uh, that make us all fall to the floor with laughter. Mm. And we know that we're on onto something when, when that's happening to us. You know? Exactly. Yes. It sounds like morale is very high, and it's a and it's a great uh, place to be working in. So that's wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, it's a really great cast that's that's having a wonderful time together. And have you all worked together before? No, we haven't. There's um some of us have. Uh, there's definitely pockets in the class that have, in the cast that have worked together, but. As a whole cast, this is um, a new cast. Oh, exciting. And I see you have an Auslan yeah. session on Saturday the 22nd of April at 2.30pm. Yeah, yeah, fantastic, isn't mm. it? That's a great idea, isn't it? Not yeah. that there's a huge amount of text in the show. Mm-hmm. It's most, you know, there's a small amount yes. of um, spoken words because it's really non-stop um, energy most <laughs> of the time. <laughs> if you're not Reaction. laughing, then you're in awe with, yes. with something that's either beautiful or spectacular. And what about your costumes? Are they uh, a feast for the eye as well? Yes, well, we've, we've gone out to something quite different this time. Uh, yes, and that's, they're absolutely vibrant. I don't want to give it away. Oh, surprise. Oh, Water alert. Okay, okay yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, it, it does feel like this is a little, it's a bit of the, the politics in there and a bit of the uh, celebration oh. of, Women, I suppose, Fantastic. and um, LGBTQI. You know, I oh, mean, very inclusive. Sort of yep, <laughs> being really inclusive. Yeah, that's and, great. Uh, celebrating diversity and and being prepared to sort of go 
out on a limb with that. Yeah. Literally. Oh, I think there might be some colour there, some <laughs> nice rainbow colour, I'm guessing here, of course. You have to go along to find out. <laughs> it sounds wonderful and uh, it sounds like... Um, It'll be exciting to see your particular um, part of that show as well, Deborah. Given that you've, you know, trying um, that one on um, as a new piece as well. Mm. Mm, What's yeah, your background, Deborah? Is you did you start in this kind of field? I, I started in gymnastics, and then I kind of moved into contemporary dance, mm. and then I found my way to circus, and it, and I guess I've kind of juggled between circus and physical theatre uh, yeah. for quite some time. Yep. But I'm one of the oldest acrobats in the car. <laughs> Good on you. And that's also part of the diversity, you yes. know, the diversity of ages. Yeah. Sort of mm. 24 70-year-olds. Wow. So that's pretty inspiring for um, the, the more mature members of the audience. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That gives us hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're young at heart here. <laughs> oh, yes, when we yeah. reach that point, yeah. yes. <laughs> And and so you're you're running through until the fifteenth. So Good Friday, I mean this Good Friday, um, uh, the seventh of April. Run through to the fifteenth, and um, that sounds like it's going to be. Running to the twenty third of April. Oh, oh sorry, nice. the twenty third. Sorry, my, my information is incorrect. Twenty third. So that's yeah, even longer. 23rd. So that's great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. Three weekends and two weeks. Fantastic. Right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Close to three weeks. So, so yeah. that's there. That takes in quite a lot of the school holidays. Yeah. And, um, that's uh, yeah, beautifully yeah. timed, and as I say, a wonderful venue. Because often, you and in times gone by, you've been down at um, the big top of, uh, under the big top of Birong Ma, but uh, it's pretty hard to to top, so to speak, the Forum Theatre as a oh, as no, a place to perform. Yes. Beautiful and indoors. Absolutely. Don't have to worry about weather there. Exactly, exactly. Yes, yes, and also I think you know, so for young people who don't get to go to, to see that classic theatre, yes. and yet to see something that's quite contemporary in it. Mm. Uh, you know, I think that's quite quite a wonderful experience. Yes, it's a gorgeous. gorgeous We're very lucky. We still got some of those old theatres left. Because sadly, quite a few of them are gone. But thank goodness that one's still there, and a few others are as well. Yeah, that's right. Isn't it great that we've still got some of those beautiful theatres? It is indeed. All of that history that they contain. Exactly. And I was going to ask you: Does Circus Oz still run circus classes, and do you tour? Not currently. Mm. Um, this. This show may tour. Right. Uh, that's not confirmed at the moment. Right. I think it will, it, it's sort of like, as I said, we've gone back to basics mm. and go, let's just make a show yeah. and mm. let's just see how the show goes sure. and then rebuild from there. Yeah. It's a good plan. It's exciting. We're and, uh, excited yeah. about it. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to say, break a leg. You know what I mean. And the nicest possible way. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I wish you all the very best. Thank you so much for talking with us. That um, sounds wonderful and a nice, fresh new production for everyone to have a look at um, at the beautiful theatre, the Regent Theatre. Forum, forum. Forum. Sorry, Forum. I was going to say Regent. Um, <laughs> forum Theatre. Forum, Forum, Forum. Um, at the beautiful Forum Theatre uh, for everyone one over the school holidays as well so get along to see Circus Oz thank you so much Deborah for talking with us pleasure thanks a lot all the best Deborah and cheers to uh, Spencer as well thank you that's right okay take care bye Bye. Bye. happy Easter bye bye you too thanks bye And that's We Feel Like Dancing, or I Feel Like Dancing, <laughs> by Jason Mraz. And before that, we had Right Here, uh, Right Now, by Jessica Malboy. So a little bit of Australian music there.
for your Monday afternoon. You might be driving home. Hopefully you're listening in and enjoying the show. Would love to hear from you. Post us a little message on our Big Life Conversation Facebook page and let us know what you would like to hear about uh, on the show. It's always wonderful to hear from our listeners as well. Uh, so we had before that the wonderful uh, Deborah from Circus Oz uh, talking about the show that's coming up at the Forum Theatre um, over the Easter <laughs> holidays. And prior to that, our uh, first guest, Susan Redrop, who has a wonderful art studio at Monsalvat and also at Collingwood and currently has an exhibition in the Botanic Gardens in Wollongong. So we have had a fairly decent show there, but more to go, more to go. A bit of entertainment to continue on with. And then I've got a few little nutrition pieces for you. I uh, watched the um, oh, Elvis on Finally, the weekend, which I got to see, uh, which I'm now able to have conversations around as well. So, uh, yes, it's very bazified, it the, is. the Elvis. But, it's a real um, spectacle, isn't it? Very yeah. wonderful mm. performance by Austin, uh, who, Austin Butler, yes, who great. is uh, quite amazing at, as Elvis. And uh, my husband started to then play a series of Elvis songs. Now, <laughs> oh, yes. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Elvis music, but mm. um, I did appreciate his story and how tough that was. And mm. uh, Tom Hanks certainly was a, an interesting caricature oh, in the, the show Eagle Colonel as Parker. well. A bit of a caricature, wasn't he? And with that weird makeup. But it's mm. interesting to see Tom playing a, bad, a so-called baddie. It for is, change. for a change. And, and kind of not a... Uh, overtly evil character, but uh, a manipulator, a master manipulator, slimy. Yes, mm. yes. So I quite enjoyed that over the weekend, uh, amongst all the other festivities that uh, came up. How about you? What have you been along to see, Barbara? Well, something. Um, well, again, a true story, but a rather different story from uh, the Elvis story. Um, on an IMAX at the moment, Nicole, you and your family, I'm sure, would find this fascinating. This latest film that we saw. Um, at the weekend, and this is um, the Shackleton Experience. It's in it's in two D, not three D. So I was relieved because my glasses, my three D glasses, weren't uh, fogging <laughs> up my other glasses. <laughs> but uh, that aside, this is a, and of course the the famous story of, um, of it's been described as the greatest story of survival. Um, now twenty eight uh, men accompanied to uh, Sir Ernest uh, accompanied um, Sir Ernest Shackleton explored to the Antarctic. A long, long time ago, so we're talking about way back um, in the early 1900s, and film was in its um, in its infancy and photography. Um, but basically, um, the the elements, as you would expect, started closing in, Ooh, and yes. their ship, the Enterprise, um, was um, sorry, the Endeavour. Well, I believe no, no, sorry, no, it was the Enterprise um, was. Uh, crushed by the ice uh, and they had to literally make a camp on the ice. It must, you can imagine how traumatic that must have been um, and they had their dogs and they had everything, uh, all the supplies that they had to remove as quick as possible and they had some, a couple of lifeboats which they um, managed to um, uh, free from the from the uh, ship just before it went down. But anyway, uh, the then they set out on uh, – and there's some, some amazing photographs taken by Frank Hurley and some film – Film footage of um, of the whole experience, but then three uh, Shackleton and uh, two other men, three other men, uh, accompanied him 
to a, another island nearby because they realised that they had to get help. And, and the three people, the, the boat that was left, um, so the, most, uh, the strongest one was the, the little lifeboat was going to be the one they were going to use. Um, and they were going to try and get help because they knew there was a whaling station uh, still a hell of a long way away. Uh, and they didn't have much choice. It was either get going or perish. Um, so that's anyway. It's a history. Very brave, brave and courageous or, story. Yes, it and, is. Or you uh, might say foolhardy, depending on how you look at it. Yes, yes. yes. No wonderful um, gear that communications you can have now. All that no stuff communications. Take exactly. No great uh, clothing wear, tent wear. All of the above. Of exactly. Yeah. Just um, and so raw this, materials. That's right. And so, um, so it was actually it was the the boat's name was the Endurance. I stand corrected. Sorry. And Tim Jarvis, who's also an explorer and adventurer, he recreated um, Shackleton's journey. Can you believe he recreated some of actually using similar um, equipment from the time? You can imagine it's pretty basic. Yeah, and, and Exactly. And, um, yeah, and boats as well. So uh, you think, why would you put yourself through that? But anyway, um, I, I admire his audacity, but I, I sometimes perhaps wonder about his sanity. But <laughs> anyway, it's, a, it's made for a brilliant film. Um, and, and you just think, well, you take your hats off, of, of course, to the original people who are on the expedition. And what was incredible was, uh, of course, they had these wonderful huskies, these gorgeous dogs, and and the men had built these real bonds with these dogs because they'd been away from home, um, being uh, mainly from England and and, um, and Britain. Um, and uh, Ernest Shackleton was actually from Ireland originally. But they'd been away for such a long time, and these dogs are real companions. And sadly, they had to make the heartbreaking decision to to kill the dogs because they couldn't afford to feed them. No. And it was it was just hideous, um, and that was really tragic. And so – and that – that morale, the morale that really hit the men, apparently, and you've, you, anyway, you get a fascinating insight into what it would have been like from these photographs, and um, the fact that yeah, the creature comforts were um, at a premium. There, there weren't warm showers, and and uh, not 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 a lot of fruit and vegetables. I wonder, I don't know how they no. managed to avoid scurvy. No. Um, there must have been. Um, my my partner Joseph said, "Oh look, uh, they probably had tinned foods, maybe some fruits and vegetables." And I said, "Well, anyway, apparently, at twenty eight, they all survived. It was incredible. They made the journey to rescue them." Um, uh, they got to the whaling station um, and and returned and and they all survived. So yeah, amazing. It and, is an incredible no communication story. to say to the whaling station, we're on our way. Exactly. Uh, none of that. That's right. No planes place. to help out. No helicopters. Yeah, no trouble. No. I mean, all these things we take for granted. No. You think you're gutsy enough if to do this in this day and age? Um, yeah. So it, it's an incredible story. But I thought, um, and the lesson that actually Tim Jarvis mentioned that can come from all this um, is that. Shackleton was a wonderful leader. Now, he might have been a controversial person in, in lots of ways, like a lot of those dynamic movers and shakers are. Sometimes you have to break a few eggs to make omelets, as they say. But he was ne- he would never ask any of his men to do anything that he wasn't prepared to do himself. Mm. And he said that's a lesson that you can take right out of there in terms of leadership across the board. Um, and I sort of thought, yeah, well, that's uh, that was pretty, quite an inspiring notion. So, yeah, some brilliant um, brilliant footage and, as I say, quite a, a moving tale, sadly to say. I won't, well, I won't tell you in case you know what happened to Ernest Shackleton, but... Mm. Um, yes. Um, yes. Anyway, but anyway, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant story. It only goes for forty-five ah. minutes, and um, it's a so fascinating history lesson. And I think that uh, you'll find you'll find it uh, really intriguing. So that's on um, at IMAX. Um, check out the times there, and so Shackleton the IMAX experience, and well worth watching. Nice one there. I remember I was saying off air how my brother used to. Uh, study some of those explorers, especially mm. those from the Arctic and Antarctic journeys back in those times and how tough they really did it. Uh, those that travelled to the North Pole, yes. some that did, you know, other um, expeditions across there. Not exactly the most warm and friendly environment. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, a tricky one.
Indeed. So that's anyway. Of course, it's interesting. Um, uh, Tim Jarvis says, you know, look. Once upon a time, we were saying, oh, how Antarctica is actually threatening um, human, you know, human, uh, man survival. But now, man is threatening the Antarctic in terms of pollution and all. You know, of course, the global warming, the glaciers, and uh, of melting. course, melting exactly. So there's there's all that um, aspect of it as well. But anyway, it's uh, as I say, fascinating film, and I highly mm. recommend it. Interesting one. It is uh, 5.30. You're on Big Life Conversation, 94.1 FM. You're here with Nicole and Barbara. We'll just have a couple of messages from our sponsors and be back with more. And that was Bam Bam uh, featuring Ed Sheeran by Camilla Cabello. A nice little boppy tune for your Wednesday afternoon. It is 25 minutes to 6 o'clock. Time flies when you're having fun here. Um, We've been having a little chat about all things entertainment, but I'm going to switch it around a little bit, as I like to do, and talk about a couple of nutrition items today. Mm. So um, I know we've been working through some of the B vitamins on our little nutrition tips lately, and uh, I think we're up to vitamin B6. So um, as my little nutrition hat on, um, (laughs) vitamin B6, also called pyridoxine, is a wonderful vitamin, one of the suite of the B vitamins that has a major role in making hormones and neurotransmitters and blood cells and antibodies. So it's fantastic for energy, but also for hormones and nervous system and immunity. Um, And it can also reduce muscle spasms and cramps Mm. and also morning sickness. So this is one that is often in some of the uh, pregnancy multivitamins. Um, Alcohol and the oral contraceptive pill do destroy it. uh, And deficiency can Mm. cause anemia, insomnia, skin and hair conditions. um, And quite an important uh, vitamin. So we do know that um, deficiency can also um, slow learning as well. So that's quite important. It is. You can find uh, a lot of B6 in foods such as oats, bananas, potato, chicken, chickpeas are also good sources as well. So if you feel like you're lacking in those bees or Mm -hmm. might need a little bit of a boost or maybe you're having some muscle spasms and cramps, Mm. maybe you're having morning sickness, um, (laughs) make sure that your B6 levels are up to scratch. And if you'd like to know a little bit more about that, I always post a nutrition tip every Tuesday on my Create Wellbeing group Instagram page if you'd like to find out some of those little nutrition tips that I like to share with you as well. Just on the nutrition front as well, I know some of my students found out that I'm on radio, so I'm just going to have a mm. shout out to the Endeavour College of Natural Medicine and some of my students studying nutritional medicine. Uh, it's always lovely to um, have some new listeners on board as well. So a bit of shout out to you there as well. Also on the nutrition front, each year the healthinstitute.com uh, come up and uh, their environmental working group come up with an official Dirty Dozen and Clean 15 list. Have you heard of that before, Barbara? No, I have not. Please enlighten me. So the Dirty Dozen in the nutrition world is those fruits or vegetables that are grown that um, are quite good at absorbing toxins from our environment. 
So leafy greens and berries are usually high on the list that absorb a lot of fertilizers or are covered in lots of fertilizers mm-hmm. in the making of them. Mm-hmm. And therefore, uh, we consider quite dirty if they're not organic and need to be washed with not just water, oh, okay. but with vinegar and or a particular veggie wash. Oh, now, okay. I like the abode veggie wash. So if oh, you can't okay. afford organic, um, if you can find abode, which is a um, wonderful um, environmentally friendly washing liquids and detergents and locally made, um, Nicole Bilsma, who is an environmental biology and uh, biologist and set up um a university around uh, environmental biology oh, okay. made these um, products or was mm-hmm. part of the business that made these products. Yes. Anyway, not associated with this, but um, the uh, each year we review those fruit and veggies for their levels of toxins. It's actually, this group is actually a US-based group. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, the Environmental Working Group released the official Dirty Dozen and Clean 15 list for 2023. Um, and as it says here, it's based on the produce that was found to contain the most pesticide residue oh, and is considered best practice to buy these organic. A total of 46,569 samples from 46 different fruits and vegetables were taken, covering 251 different pesticides. Some of the pesticides were found in the testing have actually been banned in the US and Europe, causing more concern. Mm. Um, And as for the Clean 15, these are the produce that were mainly affected by... um, they were mainly minimally, sorry, affected by pesticide residue for consumption. And you'll notice how some of the produce has a thicker skin that acts as a natural protectant. So often you'll see things like bananas or avocados on that list because they have the skin. Um, The Clean 15 list means that you typically can buy these conventional items, especially if you're looking to stick to a budget and will be able to avoid heavy pesticide consumption more easily. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the Dirty Dozen, the list is, um, and you can actually just uh, Google the um, the, uh, official list environmental working group for the wealth. Um, the Health Institute. So uh, I think I mentioned there the Health Institute um, dot com, mm-hmm. and get this list. And they've actually got a nice little poster that you can cut out and put on your wall oh, so that idea. you can have a look at them. It's it's a picture and it mm-hmm. says the twenty twenty three dirty dozen. So green beans. Oh, so yes. even though they have a skin on them, they're heavily sprayed. Blueberries, mm-hmm. no surprise there. Kale and collard greens. So your leafy green spinach also mm. in there as well. Uh, peaches, apples, mm. cherries, mm, yeah. pears, mm. peppers, so all your capsicums yeah. of all different colours. Nectarines, so the stone fruit are right up there. Yeah. Uh, grapes and strawberries. Mm. So I know that uh, blueberries, strawberries and leafy greens are often just in my mind, but the stone fruit come up there as well as the apples and pears, Mm -hmm. grapes. So making sure you clean those well and if not, sit them for at least um, 30 seconds to a minute in a bath of um, with some, a couple of teaspoons of vinegar um, should help some of that residue. So you can't just run them under cold water. That does not do the trick. What about this question, Nicole? Mm. Um, I must admit I'm a bit naughty, a bit lazy when it comes to uh, some of the vegetables and, and I buy the spinach leaves already supposedly pre-washed. 
Yeah. So, what do you think? Yeah, look, uh, I don't know how they're pre-washed. Mm, I really love that mind. too and I'm a little bit the same. <laughs> Sometimes if I'm in a rush, I'm like, mm. um, having all things um, treated equally, I would wash everything. My mum's very good at washing everything. As soon as she brings it home from the supermarket, yes. she takes it out of the plastic, washes and prepares everything yeah, probably, probably, um, yeah. appropriately, yes. Mm. Uh, and I think there's a lot to be said for that and you yes. do want to minimise some of those things. So, yes, you know, having true. a little colander for your strawberries and your blueberries. Raspberries is a tricky one because they do go a little bit soft but be very gentle with yes. your fruit. Um, if it's been washed, yes, I'm sure it has been washed. I would assume it's been washed with water and not necessarily the the vinegar mm. or the mm. um or the abode or the veggie wash and you wonder there. how thoroughly washed as well don't you and i wonder mm. that so um Good generally point, speaking yeah. better than yes n- not washed okay. <laughs> um the 2023 clean 15 on the other hand avocados mm. pineapple yeah. onions so they don't need they've got the skin on them um corn oh, they've yeah. got the big husk yeah. sweet potatoes oh, yeah. Um, kiwis, they've got the skin on them. Sweet mm. peas, it's interesting that sweet peas, but green beans, no. Mm. Um, payapa, mm. asparagus, um, honeydew melon. So the melons, mm. watermelon, honeydew melon, mm. mangoes, all good. Mm. Uh, mushies, because you don't need to spray mushies. Mushies are, are pretty good on their own. Mm-hmm. Cabbage is really good. Um, has its own sulforaphanes that um, keep oh, yeah. bugs away, mm-hmm. uh, and carrots. So okay. they are the ones that are considered um, minimally impacted by pesticides versus mm. the others. So good one to, to check out if you want to get a nice copy um, of the um, Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen, thehealthinstitute.com. Um, you can check out their Dirty Dozen produce through Wellness Weekly, which is a little note that I subscribe to. So, Great. Thank you for that. Little tips for you there. Yeah. Um, also, because we've got the school holidays coming up, yes. I thought I would give a little rendition of some of the fun things to do in Whitehorse. Mm. Uh, so there is a school holiday program at Whitehorse and uh, you can get a brochure here from the wonderful offices here at the Whitehorse City Council where we are um, or look up whitehorse.vic.gov.au forward slash school hyphen holidays and you can see everything that's coming on here. Um, there is some teen printmaking and lino um, with um, with fusion of collage so there's two days of printmaking um and collage and looking at sort of years 12 and up um to have a nice day of art um there's also um a safari adventure art day where um you do everything from african drumming dancing clay and craft activities for a younger set from six to 12 years um lot of other clay uh, items as well. This, if you like sports, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix have a session on called Heartland Hoops and it's a holiday program focused on learning new skills. Mm. Um, so there's a couple of sports ones. There's even the um, Mark Smythe Junior Table Tennis Camp. So if you like table tennis, uh, the lovely Schwerkolk Cottage, which oh, we love yes. in um, Deep Creek Road, Mitcham, are having a Heritage Easter egg hunt, oh, that'd be fun. Um, which would be fun on Saturday the 8th of April. 
Um, and there's a couple of festivals on at the moment. There's um, Moonlight Movies, Puss in Boots, oh, yes. um, The Last Wish. So, you know, having some of those more kid-friendly mo- uh, movies on. Where, where are they? Um, that's at Box Hill Gardens, Box Hill. Free. Oh, okay. For so it's all outdoors, ages. is it, by the sound of it? Um, it says Moonlight Movies, um, big screen under the stars, oh, okay. ice cream in hand, just around the corner in your neighbourhood mm. park, and it's free. Um, tote your beanbag, your picnic blanket and your low-rider chairs down to the gardens. Um, the 6th of April, 6pm to 8pm, oh, free. Mm. Um, and then there's the Orchard Sounds concert, um, mm. a lovely afternoon at the gorgeous Green Orchard Grove Reserve in Blackburn South, enjoying quality live music and a picnic. And that is free and also for all ages on the 16th of April from 2 to 5pm. Good stuff. So lots of really good things on, plus many, many more there. I've just picked up a few mm. um, to have a look at yep. with um, the wonderful um, Box Hill and Whitehorse City Council um, school holiday program. Thanks for that, Nicole. So um, while we're talking about school holiday programs, don't forget that the city of Burundara has got a whole lot of things happening as well. And you can check out uh, their website by um, and some of the things that um, have come sprang to mind. Uh, have you ever been? Or did you ever take your kids to the Q Traffic School? I did, and we do. Yes. Oh, okay. I love it. Love and it. And it's it worthwhile. It is. It is um, not so much now. A bit older. A bit now. older, but uh, yeah. definitely with the scooter and the bike, yeah. and we had a birthday there. Oh, okay. And you mm-hmm. can just there's Great a barbecue. Idea. You bring your own goodies, okay. and oh, okay. they um, you can book it for. Um, parties, which is a really good outdoor yeah, one, especially if you've got a whole group of little boys together. Yep. Well, there are lots <laughs> of activities that are apparently um, going on down there over the holidays. Uh, also, um, if people want to uh, get creative, um, there's a phone photography workshop for kids in Borwin on Tuesday, the 11th of April um, at 2 pm down at the Borwin Library. You can have fun taking photos and learning tips and tricks to enter the Borundera Photography Competition. Oh, I like yeah, that. So. I've got a son doing media at the moment. He's oh, yeah. been walking around the house taking photos of us with the camera and I'm like, <laughs> that's not going in your project, is it? Um, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, so that could be worthwhile checking out. Um, and yeah, lots of other things happening down at the Hawthorne Arts Centre. Um, kids can take part in some creative workshops down there. So just check out check it all out um, online at um, Borundera school holiday program for, for more details excellent excellent and i do have a uh, a little uh, um a live announcement for you mm-hmm. um attention attention we are on a quest for a new station engineer so hopefully all of our listeners and friends of 3wbc 94.1 our lovely radio station needs a new station engineer um, it is a voluntary position and it requires the applicant to be familiar with all aspects of uh, radio and broadcast Broadcasting. Training is available in our well-appointed studios. Why not join our friendly team of volunteers? And for further information, please email peter, P-T-E-R dot mason, M-A-S-O-N, at 3wbc.org.au. So if you're interested, let us know. We would love to hear from you. Fantastic. Thank you, Nicole. Have you got time for a couple more things too? We do. Thank we you. do indeed. Just want to let people know that um, at ACME, the Australian Centre of the Moving Image, there's a, a it sounds like a stunning exhibition coming up there. 
Um, and that is called Goddess. It's running from April the 5th to October the 1st. The Being Seen on Screen conference is also part of it. And Gina Davis is in town to talk about women's role um, in the media and um, in film. So that's something that uh, is really worthwhile checking out. You need to go on to um, the website, um, Acme, that's Australian Centre for the Moving Image.net.au to find out more details about that. Also, uh, don't forget that the Alexander McQueen exhibition, the brilliant fashion exhibition, is coming to a close around the 16th of Ooh, April down the National Gallery Victoria. One. Yes. Uh, uh, down in St Kilda Road. So do get along because um, that is another one that you really should not miss if uh, you're interested in fashion, history, um, and so on. And one that I would love to check out at some point, maybe over the Easter break, um, is a, a beautiful standing exhibition. It's called Atmosphere. And it's about the works of um, Clarice oh. Beckett. Now, for those of you who don't know, she was. Um, um, uh, well, uh, an artist who sort of flew under the radar, uh, possibly because of um, um, her uh, gender, dare I say it. Um, but um, anyway, she was she painted a lot of beautiful works um, around. Um, she was born in 1887. She died in 1935, sadly very young, from pneumonia um, at the age of about 48. But she used to paint a lot outdoors, and maybe that's why she got ill. Um, but anyway, she painted some gorgeous scenes of the bay um, and was really... Um, uh, kept a very low profile, uh, but a lot of her works were discovered uh, not that long ago. Um, can you believe it? Barry Humphrey's ex-wife apparently came oh, across fascinating, them. Fascinating that and, story. Uh, yes, it is, and came across them in the country. And she's actually writing. I believe she's writing a book um, about about Clarice Beckett. But all these works have been stashed and stored in this shed. Sadly, not really weatherproof, mm. so they managed to rescue some of them, but not all of them. Anyway, what they have rescued a lot of them. Um, and this, I think, is an exhibition. Actually, some of Clarice's work has been in the South Australia Art, South Australian Art Gallery, but it's coming to, or it's just opened at the Geelong Art Gallery, and it's running through until July. And um, anyway, it's called Atmosphere, and it's basically an, an exclusive in focus thematic survey of the work of Australian artist uh, Clarice Beckett. And um, anyway, she um, was a, as I say, much uh, underrated artist in her lifetime, sadly, but um, a lot of people, she's won a lot of fans um, since. Anyways, uh, and there's some beautiful, uh, if you understand, it's a bit hard for our listeners, but you can get a bit of an idea. Oh, They're very wistful and, um, yes. yes, and very dreamy, um, almost sort of ethereals. Yeah. Yes, uh, magical. but landscapes yes. all the same. Exactly. Yes. Um, so some people have been reduced to tears or have been, been so moved by her works. Um, anyway, uh, but this is um, – uh, this this exhibition, I thought, uh, a great way to go and see it if you're so inclined. Apparently you can jump on a ferry at Docklands if you don't want to drive all the way down or don't want to take the train or whatever. Um, you can take the ferry from Docklands and you can and it'll take you into just very near the gallery um, and that'll be a fun way of uh, checking uh, in, in the exhibition as well. I love so, that. Mm. I love that. There's more and more ferries being run in and around yes. Melbourne and I love yes. that so you can go I. to Williamstown and around to Geelong as yes, well. exactly. Um, now and... Uh, uh, you know, obviously you can take the ferry from Geelong to Tassie, but yes. um, a different kind of ferry. But, yes, I have seen that running and I've actually seen the boat itself that does oh, run okay. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. when I actually went on the ferry. So oh, um, wow. it's quite a, a nice little trip that you could do, uh, weather permitting, of course. Depends if you, you have sea legs. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. It's not for all of us. That's true. Can I quickly mention this? Yes. Uh, while we're on a feminist theme here. Yeah. Have you heard of this show? I heard them talking about it on the radio the other day on the ABC. Called, it's being streamed on Amazon Prime called The Power. Well, this is basically uh, the question is posed, what if women rule the world? 
This has been described as a riveting adaptation of Naomi Alderman's 2016 speculative fiction of the same name. The Power I is a have read it. Take. You read it? I'm going to say I, that sounded very familiar. So it's you one know of my book about club it. Books. You would love this. Yes. Did you like the book? Um, it was very thought-provoking. Yes. Let's just say that much. Yes. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what the power is, Nicole? Yes. So, yes. So women do have a unusual power. Um, a superpower. Um, kind of like that, yes, mm-hmm. um, over men. And um, uh, they do uh, – and men are – quite intimidated mm, by that real role reversal stuff. uh and there is there is a little bit of role reversal that tries to happen there as well and but it's also power gone too far oh, okay in Extreme. some instances as oh, well okay. so um it does idea, overplay though. that and uh mm. and it's about how um how can men and women have this relationship together when it is in reverse, but also very much overplayed. Mm. So um, it is quite an interesting one. The idea about the power going to their head and to other parts sort of thing. Mm, fascinating yes, idea, a, though. It's an electrical mm. um, power. Okay. So it causes significant harm. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. It sounds intriguing, though. Will, will you try to watch the? Would you be interested in watching the series at all? Um, I'm very interested because I'd be like, I'd like to see the adaptation yes, of that. Yeah, um, it was very intrig- intriguing as a book, yep, but um, yep. sort of went to a very dark place. Mm. Uh, right. So yes, <laughs> I'm not sure how redeeming the <laughs> the end result is, and whether the series oh, okay. goes to okay. that point or goes beyond that. Yes. Um, yes. yes. So uh, it's it's a quite an interesting one, um, but yes, I think it's worth looking at. Oh yeah. All right. It is. Uh, it was five minutes to six o'clock. It was getting towards the end of our show. Can I mention a quick book? Well, I was going to say a quick book and then we do a What Gets Up Our Nose. Oh, yeah, Beck, mustn't forget that. <laughs> yes. A <laughs> quick book, book yes. was, are you a fan of Sam Neill while we're talking movies? Yes, I am. <clears throat> Excuse me, so am I. Anyway, he's written, he recently, fortunately, has come through um, treatment for um, for blood cancer, poor man. Um, right. Anyway, so I'm a big fan of his and not, a lot of us know him from Jurassic Park and from The Dish and, and there was a, a brilliant um, series that he was doing about uh, the voyage of Captain Cook around the South Pacific. He was narrating that and anyway, he's, a, he's a, an interesting guy and he seems, um, as I say, a very talented actor, decent guy. Anyway, and of course, my brilliant career. But he's written his memoir, uh, and it's called um, "Did I Ever Tell You That?" Oh, did I ever tell you this? Anyway, so the, I thought that'd be um, perhaps interesting read over the holidays. You've got a few days off, um, and he talks about. I, I think it's rather intriguing. He. Um, talks about the fact that Judy Davis is very difficult to work with on My Brilliant Career and he would not like to work with her again. <laughs> other women, he's more than happy to work with other oh. people, but I don't know what the story was there. You have to give him the book to find out. But anyway, um, Sam, he's um, he's single now. So uh, anyway, just to put the word out there. Oh, yes. oh see, right. <laughs> anyway, but um, anyway, that's, that could be a, a, an intriguing read if you're a bit of a fan of his. Yes. All right. So to finish up, um, before up we go to nose. a quick tune, mm. what gets up our nose? Noses. I just yes. thought I'd share that. Um, I was getting public transport on the weekend Mm -hmm. and uh, going down a particular street and the tram did not stop long enough for a disabled um, wheelchair person to get on and continued on and um, caused quite a lot of distress for the passengers watching and also the disabled person themselves. That gets up my nose. Whereas on the way back, Mm -hmm. you know, there was thousands of people coming out of the flower show, Grand Prix, um, all of the above, comedy festival, (laughs) and they all had... um, 
very nicely chaperoned to and fro and answering questions about bus services, etc. and uh, were treated very well. So mm. Um, mm. The good, the bad right. and the ugly or whatever, that's right. What about for you in two minutes? Thank you, Nicole. Yes, it's very quickly. <laughs> what gets up my nose? Hackers. Um, now, I'm not talking about hackers, people who have actually cleverly broken into um, organised crime um, databases or whatever, and that's a different time. I'm talking about hackers who've attacked, we've not had experience of this with um, Optus and um, other other organisations, and I'm afraid that a company that I work for, that shall remain anonymous, was uh, the victim of some hacking just recently. Um, and uh, it's, it is very distressing and concerning in terms of um, people's personal security and, and their identity and everything else. Um, but uh, what makes my day, on the other hand, are people who are whistleblowers who actually uh, call out bad or dodgy behaviour um, and actually t- sometimes um, put their own um, lives and, um, and professional careers at risk by doing so. And it's something that apparently that uh, uh, people have been saying. And, um, they need more protection whistleblowers because uh, they, they don't have enough at the moment in this country, it would seem. So that, that was yes, my bit. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. And so we are coming towards the end of our show, about two minutes to go, and uh, we will be handing over to the crew in Studio One. Uh, it says Primary Perspectives, but mm. um, I'm not so sure. <laughs> it could be a bit uh, of a surprise. <laughs> and speaking of surprises, um, we're not sure next week whether we will be here. There might be a couple of mystery guests. Yes. We don't know. Happy we'll, Easter, everyone. Happy Easter if we're not. And if we are, we'll be wishing you happy we Easter We will again. be in touch. <laughs> don't forget to check out our social media page, Facebook page, uh, Big Life Conversation for all the things going on. Uh, I did have a recipe for you as well, but I will park that and you can check that out on our Facebook page. Um, we'd love to hear from you Please. as we always do. But uh, two mystery guests next week if, Possibly, we're here. if we're here. And Food for Thought is Food for Thought on and Saturday. And Food for Thought is on Saturday. So listen to that now. Same bat channel, same bat time. (laughs) Um, Saturday morning, 8 till 9, as mentioned in our little promo there as well. Um, But thank you for listening in. Um, Happy birthday, Mum, if you heard (laughs) us earlier or didn't hear us earlier. For all of you having a birthday over the Easter break, a big warm birthday to you as well. Um, Thanks, Barbara, for a great show. And thank thank you you to our wonderful guests. Uh, Susan Redrop and uh, Deborah Barton. Barton, who from Circus Oz today as well. So um, very much enjoying all of that. Um, we will go out now with a little bit of a tune and then our news is up in just a few moments. Take care, everyone. Thanks for your company. Happy Easter. Happy holidays. <laughs> Bye for now.